Welcome to Sound Up, WKNC's daytime music podcast, where we discuss some of the latest news and do in-depth album reviews of some of the biggest new releases in the independent music world. I am Michael Jones, also known as DJ Ones, currently in Sicken with the summertime cold, and uh, I'll try to work my way through it, but of course, to back me up in case I do bust another, I don't know, plug or whatever, <laughs> a vocal cord goes out. I'm a DJ Shorty Shorts, That's or Sean. Sean Anglin is your quasi-real name, I'm not sure. That's it, just what they tell me. It remains a mystery. But uh, this week, a humongous week, among other things. Um, we have new releases from, or actually the debut release of Colts, self-titled, and uh, the newest release from Arctic Monkeys. But before we get to that, let's get to some news. Um, I guess the biggest story that's really come out to affect the industry as a whole in the past week is Apple has announced it will be getting into the world of cloud management systems, or I guess cloud storage, with the introduction of the iCloud. Now, just to give a bit of a brief uh Definition, if you're not really sure what it means when we say cloud, that is this kind of off-site hard drive where you can put uh, a designated amount of data, and in this case, music. I mean, Apple's expanding it to much more than just music, but now that Apple's in the game, you have Amazon and Google, and now Apple as big three contenders that are fighting for this kind of uh, up-in-the-air system for, for storing music and storing a lot of music. So uh, what's the announcement? I just want to get your first thoughts. Well, for me, it kind of it's kind of this thing where it's we're coming into an age of obviously technology, but now <clears throat> when you can come along with uh, when you can take technology with you everywhere, you know now you can upload this to your to your iCloud, take it with you on your yeah, iPhone, basically. you know on your iPad, on everything. So I mean, Google has that. Android service now and that's pretty popular it's kind of contending it's still in beta right now you know a lot of these systems least us forget a lot of these systems are still early in their introduction <clears throat> and uh, this is I mean just been announced this is all very new but it could be quintessentially changing the way that people access music you know you go from vinyl to tapes and a tracks and then uh, eventually getting the CDs and now mp3s and now it cannot even be that. So not only do we go beyond the means of physical, but you go beyond the means of having it on your own hard drive and it's storing in some hard drive in another part of the world. Um, so this could really be changing the face of how people get their music. And I think Apple pulling its resources can really incentivize buying records through or you know buying tracks through the iTunes library, because at this point, uh, they can designate more space in, I guess, your little digital hard drive to put music or data or whatever you'd like on it. So, um, But it is nice that there is competition, and it's not just uh, Google going after this, or Amazon, who was the biggest release. Uh, but also something that I was thinking about was the smaller companies who currently have um, options like this available. Like for a lot of the data that we share back and forth, we use Dropbox for the show. And um, this could really be a, a kind of punch in the gut to these smaller companies like a Dropbox because, I mean, people are going to flock more or less to the companies that have the most resources and can pull the most weight and can give more features than just kind of a Dropbox who can, 
who can do the basic and do it well. But um, it, it's going to be interesting to see where it's going. You know, I think the Google Music is free right now, um, but just that's just in beta. But they could very well charge for that later on. Who knows? Um, and I think Apple is a pay service. Um, I think they announced the details of that at the Worldwide Developers Conference earlier um, this week, which was, of course, the week of the... Well, we're recording this on the 9th of June. So that was Monday the 6th when they announced this. Um, so really kind of a, a hectic week for Apple. I'm sure they're getting a lot of inquiries. Um, I, I didn't check out their stock went following the announcement, but that would have been an interesting thing to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, because this is experimental in some regards. Also, it's Apple, so I mean, when they experiment, people are going to flock to the product, really. It seems that way, at least. With the iPad, for example, when it's a very expensive tablet, but people still buy it because it has that name, and I think just the name itself can kind of pull in those same numbers, especially with uh, this cloud. And there's always kind of that problem with the introduction of new technologies. It's that skepticism, that initial disbelief how will i use this and um it, it'll be interesting to see how people choose between these systems when it becomes available or even if they choose to kind of go down this whole uh digital path yeah absolutely it's a it's an interesting place to be going uh yeah that point you bring up about you know not even on your on your hard drive it's been interesting being able to have a phone with an iPod on it, you know, a lot of memory. But even now, I can only have but so much music on my phone. Um, and it, it would kind of be getting to the point where if I wanted to have my music, I might as well just uh, get, uh, you know, a, a separate device for my music. But, um, I mean, now I can just download an app and have it all. Yeah, and you can stream it. You're not even downloading the tracks to your phone I think with the Google service, you can if you'd like to choose specific tracks. But as long as you have an internet connection, you're able to listen. And I think as more people start to move um, into this kind of <clears throat> 3G, 4G, whatever, non necessarily Wi Fi connected world, um, that could become more and more popular. Yeah. But I think that's just about it. I mean, just about all it said. We have two big releases, so let's get right to them. Um, first off, it is the self-titled re debut release of Colts, the little pop duo. Um, do you know where they're from? I can't remember off the top of my head. Mm, I do not. But uh, let's get right to it. So first thoughts, England, I know you've been waiting for this record for a long time. I have, I have. They, um, You know, they just have an endearing sound. It's kind of like pop 60s. It's, it's really fun. And there were some really big singles that they released early that uh, I'm not sure if they were just singles or if they were already planning the album. But uh, but yeah, you know, uh, Abducted, uh, Go Outside. We talked about that weeks ago. and um, But it's, it's a short album. It's like 30-some minutes. Um, but the fact that it does have this specific 60s kind of pop sound, it kind of starts to wear on you a little bit. It does get a little repetitive. Um, even when you can see them trying to be a little inventive, it still kind of sounds like other songs. But um, but it's still I really like it. It's nice and and dreamy and hazy, and uh, her voice is is great. Greatly accents the music, and it's it's really fun. I like so many of the songs. That was my biggest fear coming into this. 
and I don't want to deem it the best coast effect, but it kind of is if you if you you know I felt that same way during the best coast album as I've mentioned before, where after a while you just kind of get tired of listening to it. But with this, I didn't feel that way necessarily. This kept it seemed fresh to me the entire time, and I think something that they did um, to keep it this way was to just change up the pace of the songs. It wasn't all slow and kind of at the same level as a best coast, but instead, I mean, they can go fast or they can kind of drop it back down and, and get slow and get really like swinging sixties. Like let's, let's chill out on a summer's evening. Um, and that's what kept this exciting for me. Um, yeah, just to name tracks most wanted is a standout for me as well as go outside. Um, both of which were featured on a single, I believe it was released digitally last year that the band put up on their website. Uh, yeah, a seven inch that was also self-titled. And a lot of people had high hopes just based off of that seven inch and rightly so. And I'm glad that they put those uh, in the full length because it makes it uh, a, a much more, not mature sound, but it gives the album a, uh, a well-developed sound and really punctuates what they're trying to do. But the track that I think is going to go uh, widely underlooked but has a nice place in this album is uh, is uh, it's the second to last, I believe. It's called Bumper, mm. if I'm not mistaken. But that is the first appearance of um, this kind of duo vocals. So you get the male and the female. And when I heard that, it took me by surprise for a second because the entire album is really focused on this girl's kind of uh not it's almost child sounding it sounds very it's a very young high pitched vocal sound and it works well but when you throw in that kind of that playing back and forth i, I thought that was absolutely spectacular in how they are able to kind of interact between songs um similar to what the xx do except not as terrifyingly sad <laughs> yeah or uh not as if they're fighting in this relationship Although they are, but they, I mean, the way it comes across in the song is much, is much more energetic and happy. And uh, that's also another point to be made. This is a very energetic album at its core. Um, yeah. So uh, I looked it up. They come from New York, uh, kind of unsurprisingly. New York is just producing outrageous amounts of this, uh, this new indie scene music. Um but yeah, New York, New York, not not Brooklyn like many other bands. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I go back and listen to each track, I I I'm pleasantly enjoying my experience. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's from, from when I was coming into this, I thought, Anglin, you love this. How much do you love this? Um, Is that the case? Did you were you were you able to <clears throat> fall in love with this? Because I know you had a lot of expectations. Well, that's one of the things. I think my initial reaction, I just really liked it. I, I don't know that I can say I loved it because I had such high expectations. Um, I think I think I do love it. I just don't think I've had enough time to kind of realize it. Um, but I, it's just the fact that I like each track so much. Um, listening to the whole album was kind of hard for me. It yeah. did. I mean, it did. There was a change of pace and and some. Uh, attempts at at being uh, a little different, but even though it's only about thirty minutes long, it's still just a little too much to listen to a whole album. Really, for me. so you did get a bit of that best coast effect. Yeah, yeah. No, this is definitely uh, 
an album that's based off of those kind of singles. And I think they have a lot of singles to pull away from here because I mean, when they do it right, it's, it's dead on. And yeah, I mean, I could, it's very sugary and, and coated nicely in this kind of uh, pop sunshine, but I could see how that, you know, sometimes you can get the burn yeah. stand out in the sun too long. Oh man, that was so good. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely see how that's uh, very possible. Although, let's let's get to what a lot of people might ignore, and that is the instrumentals. Yeah, the non-vocals. I mean, the vocals are they hit you right in the face, and I mean they they carry throughout. But let's get into some of the more finer details of this album. Yeah, um, I mean there are some pretty pretty bells, you know, uh, go outside, obvious or whatever that is, maybe xylophone or. Um, can't really think of the instrument. Percussion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, there's some really pretty attractive music, nice light accents, some really simple things that a lot of people would just, you know, ignore. There's a great piano to back up. It's just, uh, I mean, it's it's great. I, I mean, I really like I it. I don't want to call it pop minimalist, mm. but in a lot of regards, I feel it is that way, um, where they don't necessarily need to do too much. And I was I was hoping, you know, for more of this kind of rock, sentiment to come in because I know they do support the guitars in some cases but um in this case it's okay that they're kind of avoiding that for now I kind of like also and and go outside uh one of the things is you have those light that light percussion but then you have that that deep guitar riff yeah yeah, yeah. It's, I mean it's it just goes together really well that you know I, I do like um just as an experience the name of the band does fit some of the moments that follow in this album, particularly on like most wanted and go outside sure where they sneak in those clips from, from uh cults. <laughs> who are, these are actual sound clips from like, I think it was Jonestown. If I'm not mistaken. That's one of them on go outside. I'll have to double check that. So don't take my word for that one. But um, yeah, it's nice that they, they kind of do the small things right. But, I mean, they do them right so often, I guess, that is the case, for, at least for you. And um, I didn't feel that as much. Um, but this is uh, easily among one of the best debut albums of this year for me. Absolutely. I don't yeah. think, I, uh, I think my favorite is probably Yuck so far. Hmm. But, and this is also one of my favorite pop albums, for that matter, of all the things that have come out. So that, it's going up in the classes uh, of my favorites with, like, a, a telekinesis and... Uh, a generationals who've released both fantastic oh, yeah. pop albums this year. Um, well, yeah, I hadn't really read into much about the, the name Colts. Um, but yeah, it's fun that they use some clips. Uh, yeah, it felt that way. You know, it's, it feels a little out of place at first. And you start thinking, well, why would they, Oh, they're talking about, Oh, it's, it's an actual cult clip. That's so you, <laughs> you kids. But uh, with that, let's, let's get to final thoughts for Colts. Um, I, I really like the album. I may love it soon enough. Um, I'm interested in how they are live. I've seen some videos. Um, and even with the band, they have backing them up a few other people. They, there are some nice harmonies. Uh, it's, I've seen some acoustic sets and it doesn't come off too well. I don't think, but I, I I'd be really interested to see them live as well. Well, yeah, this is a, as I mentioned, this is a really fun uh, album and I think they've released it at a great time of the year you know right as the weather is turning up um to release a really refreshing sound a really refreshing pop sound 
that I, I, I apparently, uh, according to England, can wear down a bit. And that's understandable. But um, I, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to take this and they're going to enjoy it a lot. Yeah. One last thing. I, I have listened to it a few times. And most of the times I've, I've gone through it completely as kind of background music. And it, I mean, it goes wonderfully, but when I'm listening to it, you know, as an album, trying to give it full attention and, and use it as an experience, that's when it starts start, to wear. You start to get some ADHD. Yeah. But when it's, when it's on, you know, and, and I, there are people around and you're hanging out, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, with that, let's get to the latest release of Arctic Monkeys, whose um, title has kind of brought about some controversy, if I wouldn't mind. It's uh, entitled Suck It and See. Um, I think there was an article a while back where there are major retailers who will not be selling this album because the name of the album is Suck It and See. They think that's too explicit for their audiences, which I think is quite hilarious. Um, I don't I, I don't remember if there was uh, any messages to come out of Arctic Monkeys camp, but regardless, let's get to the music because that's what matters. So Anglin, first thoughts on Suck It and See. Well, this is one of those bands that um, we've done some of this in the past, but I've tried to kind of uh, hide it a little more. But this is one of those bands that, you know, kind of has a distinct sound or at least a kind of distinct following. And, uh, you know, I'm not really included in that. So the out, the songs that I like from this album aren't really uh, what seem to be the most popular Arctic Monkeys songs. You know, I, I did read some other reviews and... Um, uh, the songs that they said, you know, didn't really fit in or, or weren't like, uh, you know, traditional Arctic Monkeys or, or, or whatever, you know, whatever problems they had. Um, those were kind of the songs that I liked the most. Like which one? Um, well, the, the one comment that I saw that, that kind of sent me off was on uh, Love is a Laser Quest. And that's one of my favorite. That's, that's great. My, there are three standouts for me. That's track four. The Hellcat Spangled Shalala, uh, track nine, The Pile Driver Waltz, and 10, Love is a Laser Quest. So, and, and they all kind of sound similar. Um, and they don't really, you know, it's kind of Arctic Monkeys have always been this band ever since I, I, I could remember starting to appreciate, uh, you know, this alternative type music. Um, there have been. Arctic Monkeys tracks that I've liked, but I, I could never really say, you know, I love the Arctic Monkeys or I'm an Arctic Monkeys fan. And uh, uh, this album for me did strike me uh, as, as kind of an interesting change for the band just because you know, they, they have kind of moved their sound away from the original kind of hyper frantic uh, rock and roll, that kind of British rock where... That's music that you would listen to if you were running down the street and about to punch someone in the face. Yeah. But, uh, and then they, they released that second, uh, what was it? Favorite Worst Nightmare, which was kind of uh, capitalizing on the success of their first. And uh, I, I hated that album, to say the least. <laughs> that that was infuriating. And then the, their, the what was that? Humbug, was that the release of their, the 09 release? Um, but that album, on the other hand, was probably their second favorite of mine, um, of mine since, since that first. I mean, of the three, that was second, and that first was still fantastic. But this, um, might overtake it as second, because I I feel as if they're maturing a lot on this record, and they're trying to find, kind of a median between, 
um, the first success and them getting older as a band. And so when it comes to favorites on this one, um, I really liked She's Thunderstorms. So I thought it had a great start. Um, and, and then I really liked how it ended. So uh, a track that shares the name of the album, Suck It and See, and That's Where You're Wrong. They're kind of calm, a bit more relaxed, and they work really well. Now, I, I, I will mention something you you did. The, the Brick by Brick is a single that has been highlighted by the band. And it's been a little infuriating to listen to. I can't really get behind it. And and for a couple and that's the way for a couple of cases where I'm thinking, why did you make this a single? <laughs> uh I, I really did like uh songs. I mean, I agree with you for the most part. I like this album. Um there are a couple of moments that just that just hit me in a bad in a a place that I don't like to be hit. And uh like in brick by brick. But yeah, there were some moments that really just kind of that got at my core as an Arctic Monkeys fan. Um, in particular, in Brick by Brick, there's that point where they they kind of harmonize, saying "Brick by Brick" at a very deep, you know, "Brick by Brick," and that drove me crazy. Hearing that, I thought that was so cheesy and corny and not Arctic Monkeys like. Um. Because it was just, it just felt up its own butt at that moment. And that was a really infuriating moment. But I mean, outside of this, I really enjoyed this album a lot. Um, as kind of finding that midpoint and coming to terms with the fact that they're getting older as a band and that their sound is changing and they know it and they have to kind of slide into a new niche because they're not those young kids that can run down the street and punch anybody in the face. <laughs> They have responsibility in, in many cases. Um, at least that's what I hope they're feeling. Um, that might not be the case. But yeah, Pile Driver Waltz, Love is a Laser Quest, that, those final four songs, those final five songs for that matter, work really well. 8 through 12 is a great set. And um, there are moments where you can feel hints of that last album still there. and It's kind of uh, the evolutionary leftovers that I think humans have. So for those biology people out there that can tell me some of our uh, leftovers of evolution. <laughs> like Black Trickle, and this is the, the track that I'm mentioning here. Um, uh, particularly because it, it's kind of that swing back and forth kind of sound. I was really hoping for another cornerstone on this record, something that was kind of uh, not low-key, but kind of low in its tone and works really well. And they don't necessarily need to change up much, but when they do, it works. And um, I think Arctic Monkey fans who are trying to cope with being Arctic Monkey fans will probably like this. I can't make any guarantees because, of course, it is a step. or, or I mean, it's a continuing step in a different direction. But um, with that all said, um, I do think it is a good record. And it's it's among one of their finest. A hell of a lot better than Favorite Worst Nightmare. That that album still gets on my nerves today. <laughs> um, well, yeah, there are still a lot of songs other than the three I mentioned uh, that I enjoy, but uh, four, nine, and ten really stick out. And every time I, I I've listened to the Hellcat Spangled Shalala a few times, and it really affects me. I think it. I mean, I I really like that song. Yeah, and it's, isn't it? It's one of more kind of fast-paced songs. Yeah. 
kind of. But yeah, Brick by Brick still shocks me as a as a single. Maybe just because I'm not as big of a fan, and I hate that harmonizing. Yeah, yeah. But um, before I die of coughing, you're getting close. Editing techniques. <laughs> uh, let's end this episode uh, once again. You can always email us or tweet at us. Well, first, let's get to the email contact. You can always email us suggestions for news articles that we should be reading or um, albums that we should be reviewing. And that's at soundoff at wknc.org. And you can also follow us on Twitter where we, um, from time to time, tweet out what we uh, will be reviewing next week, which we haven't we haven't really talked about yet. We probably will after the show, but... Um, you can check the Twitter for that and um, for what we have reviewed. So for a lot of the stuff that we have reviewed in the past, it's there. So feel free to to talk to us on Twitter at WKNC, sound off, all one big word. Um, and with that, I think it's just about time for me to go take some medicine and for us to wrap up. So we'll see you next week. Sound off.